Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. It's good to be here. I looked out my uh, window on uh, about 6.40, about the time that I should be heading this direction and from here to Deborah I couldn't see my vehicle outside and I said oh lord the power (laughs) Uh, so I wrapped myself in my uh, bathrobe because it was the only thing that had a big hood on it and I'm like I'm already dressed you know I'm not gonna undress and then get here and redress so I wrapped myself in in my ephod hallelujah this big black and, and red checkered bathrobe that wraps fully around me. Had a big old hood. I'll tell you, when you want to be at church, you'll make a way. You might not be as on time as you normally would, but you'll make a way when you, when you want to be here. And um, anyway, so, so I wrapped it, threw it over my, head, over my head, ran, jumped in the car, drove slowly through, uh, through the flood um, and uh, made it here, praise the Lord. I was getting out of my car, you know, and I saw Brother Luke driving by, and he kind of slowed down and looked. I was getting out of my car with the hood on, you know. They train our security folks to keep an eye on folks like that. He's like, he's here early. I, where, let me. But praise God, we made it. Amen. Um, I want to talk a little bit tonight about uh, knowing him. How many know that's a good thing, to know him? In fact, the Bible uh, gives us real clear instructions that not only that we can know him, that we actually do know him. If we've been born again and brought back into the family and we've been made one with him, like pastors preaching Sunday morning, that we actually do know him. And, um, and so I just want to encourage you a little bit uh, this evening to, to, to stir you up, to begin to use your faith when it comes to knowing the Father better, knowing the Lord better, knowing the Holy Spirit. Did you know you can apply your faith for the things the Word says are real about you? And we know that around here, and, and, and a lot of times we, we, we start ourselves up to use our faith for, for the things that we need in life, the, the blessings and, the, and, and the, uh, you know, our bills being paid and, and needs being met, and, that, and that's right and good. Amen. I said, that's right and good. I know it's Wednesday, but y'all can amen. Um, and, and so that's awesome, but how many of you also know that, that something as as primary and as foundational as knowing the Lord, we, God actually expects us to engage our faith in knowing Him more because it will actually open up uh, our hearts for more. And because how many know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think? And so God needs more than just our desire. He's looking for our faith and our expectation to be engaged in certain areas so that he can come and be who he wants to be in a greater measure or in a more uh, full measure or a more uh, real measure. Amen. Because I don't know about you, but I know God better today than I ever have. And I don't want to look back 10 years from today and say, man, I sure knew the Lord good back in 2022. Ooh, I wish I knew him like I, like I did back then. No, I, I'm, I, the Bible says we're, we're supposed to go from faith to what? Faith. 
and glory to what? So I'm always looking for more because God has more in store. He's not a stagnant father. He's not a, he's not a, a, a deadbeat dad. Amen. He's not somebody who, who only had, had so much and we've kind of got to the end of it. And because if it was that way, then guess what? Then, then it, life would get real boring real quick. And he might as well just take us on out of here. And, but no, there's more in store even in this day. Even right now, even tonight, there's more in store for you. There's more in store for me. If we lean in in faith, we can know him better at the end. Like Christmas, you know, the holidays are coming. Somebody say glory. You know, we roll from summer to holidays somehow. It's like, all right, it's springtime, summer, football season, and then holidays. And, and that's our four seasons in Florida because the weather doesn't change that much. We mark it by things that are happening more than, than the weather changing. But, but in every season, in every part of life, uh, uh, God wants to be real to you. He wants to be known by you. He wants to be seen and experienced through his word. Hallelujah. He wants to be uh, real in our worship. He wants to be real in your workplace. He wants to be real when you're vacuuming the carpet. You know, Pastor Angel always talking about, she's got her vacuuming songs. You know, faith, I can move a mountain. I can do all things. And the vacuuming just is better that way. You know, I, I like to sweep. And in, in, in the spirit, so I'm I'm usually a as I'm sweeping. Because how many of you know sweeping isn't fun on its own? But when you join the Lord together with your sweeping, I said when you join the Lord, when you invite the Lord alongside anything that you're doing, glory to God. All of a sudden, it becomes it becomes a worship unto Him. You know, the Jews they didn't even uh, differentiate between their worship in the house and their worship at working for the Lord. They considered all worship, everything they did was a worship unto the Lord. It looked different. It had different things that they did and prepared for. But if they were building a, a, a cabinet, they were doing that as worship unto the Lord. If they were, if they were digging a ditch, you know, helping to prepare for, for something that was going on, they were doing it as worship unto the Lord. We are, the Bible says, do all things unto the Lord. What is, what is he talking about? He said, if you're doing anything, you can bring him involved into it. And then all of a sudden, the, the work that could be mundane, you know, you're pressing shirts and you got orders to fill. But all of a sudden, hallelujah, when you're doing it with the Lord, then things become alive. And, and how many know if I was there helping brother Doug, press shirts and he didn't say a word to me all day i think oh i must have done something wrong now you know if it was somebody else who don't talk much you know like my wife you know uh i would i would be like okay everything's normal but brother doug likes to talk don't he and and so you know if i'm sitting there with him pressing shirts all day and he doesn't have anything to say to me something would be up something would be weird i'd check in and say everything everything going all right brother doug you feeling all right you doing all right we, are we good because i'm used to his communication well how do you know the father isn't the strong silent type he's the strong verbal type he's the strong leading type in fact, he so much wants to be involved that he said, I don't even want to just be next to you. I'm actually having my spirit to come to live in you so that I can be with you every single place you go. And what an awesome, see, God, God was not looking, like I said a couple Sundays ago during worship, he wasn't looking to stay in an ark. He wasn't interested in staying behind the veil. He was doing that as a temporary measure 
before, uh, uh, just to, to, to be close and near as he could. Man, isn't that good? You have the God of all creation, the, the, the one who spoke us into, uh, spoke the world into existence, breathed into clay and made man. He, he, man betrays him and he said, I st- I, I'm going to do everything I can to stay close to mankind because I love them and because I have a plan for them and because I want to be near them and I want to be able to bless them. And so if they'll just, if they'll just do it as I've asked them to, I'm going to get as close as I can. And I'm going to let, I'm going to let, uh, 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 priests come in and cover, cover your sin because I, I love you. I want to be close as I can to you, but he knew he wasn't staying there. Thank God he wasn't staying there. He just, he said, I've got a plan and a purpose for that veil to be, to be ripped from top to bottom. And I'm going to move out of the ark and I'm going to move out of behind the veil. Glory to God. And the veil, uh, uh, the only veil that remains today is sometimes the veil of our flesh, as I call it. And, and if we remove that veil, glory to God, there's no space in between. We've been joined and united with Jesus. And so it's exciting to be able to know that the same God who, who used to stay in the ark is now free to roam. You're free to move around the cabin. Come on. Anybody been on a flight in a long flight and it's, there's been some turbulence and you've been buckled in and had to stay in the, the seat. And, and, and I've, I've, I've flown on, uh, I won't say the, the airline, but there's some airlines that you might as well be sitting on a concrete block. And I was sitting on one and, and I just was waiting, man, I, when is that light going to come off so that I can be free to move around the cabin for a minute? Well, God, God was waiting. Hallelujah for, for the light to come on. Hallelujah. And he's sometimes still waiting for the light to come on in you so that you, he can be free to move around the cabin for a little bit in you and through you and with you. He's waiting for the light. What was Paul saying over, over in Ephesians chapter one? He said, he said, I want that the eyes of your understanding, the amplified says, be flooded with light. Why? Because when the light comes on, all of a sudden God's free to move around the cabin. Woo! He's able to, he's able to move around in you, through you, with you, on your job. Amen. There's some things that he's got planned and he wants to do, but he has to do it through and in you. Through and in me. Amen. He could, he could, he could come and, and just manifest his presence, but, but he has chosen to yield. Come on. The father is so, so honorable and such a gentleman. He has chosen to yield himself to us. Woo, man, what a father, what a God that he says, I'm actually not even, even though I'm God and I'm the, I'm the greater one, I'm the, I'm the larger one. I'm the one that has the preeminence. I'm actually going to wait for you to give me the invitation. I'm not going to run you over, but he also said, I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. So if you're slow, sometimes anybody ever been slow to respond? Anybody ever been slow to get in line? Yeah, me too. And he'll just, he'll just lovingly and, and caringly just st- stay right there. Stay by your side. Give you a little gentle nudge. You don't want to talk about it? He's not going to talk about it. Amen. He's more gentle than I am, you know. Sometimes I'm like, you know, Rachel's aggravated with me. I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about this. We, we're going to talk about it because I'm the talker, right? And I don't like silence. So it's like... Let's talk about it. I'm not ready to talk about it. Yeah, but let's talk about it, though. All right, now you ready to talk about it? The Holy Ghost is such, such a gentle, awesome friend. 
And he, he'll stay there and he'll let you kind of do your thing. But I say, hey, remember, remember that passion you felt? Remember how free you were? Remember how good it was? Remember, remember how, how peaceful it was at night when you laid your head down when you were in the perfect will of God? Don't you want that again? I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. But then somebody, somebody at church is a robot, gets a prayer burden for you, and, he's, and they're a robot. I'm calling them out in the name of Jesus. Reach them, Father. And the Holy Ghost says, oh, there's my opportunity. I'm going to come and, hey, hey, remember, remember how good it was whenever you were tithing and the blessings were just rolling in? And then you got fearful and, hey, remember that? Oh, I don't want to talk. But, but see, but then when we want to talk about it, the Holy Spirit doesn't then all of a sudden shut up. He has more to say, has more to reveal, has more. In fact, y'all want to turn to some scripture? Hallelujah. I love a church that wants to turn to scripture. Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians 2 first. We'll read this because it's pretty great. Ephesians 2.13. Say, but now... In Christ Jesus, you who were once were far off, I was far off, have been brought near. Woo, glory to God, near by the blood of, of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. I who once was far off. Look, uh, turn just a couple more scriptures over. Uh, might be on the next page for you. In verse 18, it says, For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. And he was talking about the body of Christ, but that we have access by the Spirit to the Father right now. Now we've been brought near by the blood of the Lamb. Now we've been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. Right now we have access through the Spirit to the Father. Hallelujah. The Father isn't, isn't waiting uh, for something else to happen. He's granted full access and full opportunity to you. Even right now while I'm ministering and, and, and up here speaking, you can just tune me out and tune down into the Holy Ghost and hear him say, oh yeah, yeah, what about this and what about that? And he'll start dropping. Anybody been in the middle of a service and the preacher's up there just talking away, but the Holy Ghost is dropping something about what he's saying, what the minister was saying down on the inside. Amen. I'd rather you hear what God's saying down on the inside by the Holy Spirit than what I'm saying anyway. But that's the helper. He's there to help you, to, to, to bring you close. Amen. To bring you near. Glory to God. Because in reality, we're already seated at the right hand of the Father. But in our natural experience, we can draw close or, or draw draw away. So we can experience more of God or we can experience less of God by our response of faith. Amen. Right now, even as you're ministering, you can, you can kind of be checked out because it's Wednesday and it's, you know, oh, it's a long day and whatnot. Or you can just say, no, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to lean in by faith and lean into what's being said. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's right there. He's not, he's not out the door like, oh, okay, oh, they, they're leaning in. No, he's right there down on the inside speaking and revealing and showing things to come. Amen. Because that's what his job is. That's not only his job, that's his passion. That's his desire. He's the third person of the Godhead who decided to, to make his home, his residence, not his vacation spot. Amen. But his home. Come on there. There, there, there's something fun about a vacation spot, but 
as fun as it is to get on in uh, the vacation spot, it's more fun to get back home in your own bed, in your own easy chair, in your own TV, in your own kitchen. Amen. Come on, anybody glad to be back home even when they've gotten away? Well, God has decided to make you his home. The Holy Spirit was sent to be home in you. Amen. We rented a nice uh, lake cabin to get away, amen, this past week while I was on vacation, and it was fun, and it was a blessing, but how many of you know we had up in the attic some sort of creature making droppings down on my side of the bed while I was there, and you know, it's this huge, nice cabin, I mean, shouldn't be creatures running around, it's, it's well done, but somehow they found there was one spot that looked great, and it was my pillow that needed to have some droppings on it. So, I mean, it was nice to get away to the lake, but it was nice to get home where there ain't things dropping on my pillow at night. Amen. And, and the Lord said, the, you know, the Holy Spirit could have picked anywhere to find his home. He's God. He has the choice of the cosmos. He has the choice of all over, all over the, 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 the galaxy, but in, he decided you were, you were the spot he wanted to reside. Woo! He said, I wanted to, I want to reside in this old joker. Hey, that's sitting on the front row. I want him to be my home. He doesn't care if you got a lot on top or a little on top. He doesn't care, uh, if you've got more space or less space. Uh, he, he's comfortable in whatever kind of space you give him. Glory to God. He loves you. He thinks you're the best thing to be around. Hey Amen. You ever have a friend? You just, you, you haven't seen him for a few days and you can't wait to get around them because you know you're going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. Maybe you're going to go and have some wings or, 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 or uh, watch the football game and you're going to, going to, going to razz each other and, 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 and have some fun together. You're looking forward to that time. Or maybe it's a spouse. You've been away for a few days and you're looking forward to being back with your spouse. The, the Holy Spirit is that way about you. He's looks forward to the moments that, that you open up, you know, maybe you're a morning person. That's how I am. I like to have my quiet times in the morning because by the time the day gets rolling, I get rolling and, and, in the evening, I'm like, <laughs> so in the mornings, you know, the Holy Spirit, he gets with me because I'm looking for him and he's looking for me. And we come together, hallelujah, in, in the, in the secret place. And I get my cup of coffee. Amen. And if I'm, if I'm doing the, the, the fast, then I get coffee with no cream, which I don't like, but, but I still get it just for mental, you know, Something warm to hold, you know. I, Benji likes the, the coffee with no creamer. He picks on me. He said, that's not real coffee. Brother Doug likes coffee with no creamer. I like coffee with some creamer in it. It's smoother. The Holy Ghost speaks better. He just, lo- man, he loves the fellowship over, over coffee with cream. And, or maybe that's me. Um. But anyway, you know, we meet together, we come together because he wants to know me. He knows me in function and, and, and formality. He knows me well, but, but how many know when, when I start engaging with him and I say, Lord, I want to know you better today. I want to see you. I, I, I pray that that first part of Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 over myself, probably every day, I got a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. 
Man, I love that that's the, that's the kickoff. The kickoff of that section is in the knowledge of you. Lord, you actually want me to be discerning. The, the, the Greek words there is discerning and manifestation. He wants us to be equipped with having real encounters with God. Uh, he wants us to know him in a real way. When we open up these scriptures, it ought not just be something we're doing out of form and function. And, and out of religious duty, man, I've been there. And, and, and if, and if that's what you're doing, stick with it. Don't give it up. Stick with it. Cause God will meet you and the light will come on, but that's not his best for this to be a, a dry, boring situation. He wants you to open up these scriptures and, and man, sometimes it's just one scripture that hits me and begins to highlight and the Holy ghost begins to speak on it. He begins to, to show me a little part that applies to me and says, says, see, if you could, if you make this little correction here, you know, the Holy ghost razzes me too. He, he razzes me. Why? Because probably that's what I sow a lot. I don't know. So I reap it from him, you know. But like he says stuff to me like, you know what your problem is? And I'll be like, no. But I think I'm about to find out. Well, you got too much fear of man in you. Ooh. I guess I need to correct that. That'd be good, wouldn't it? That's the way he talks to me sometimes. Because he's my friend. I'm not, I don't want to be sensitive when the Holy Ghost is talking in terms of being like, hmm, well, I can't believe you'd say that to me. No, I want him to talk to me as a friend. The, Jesus said, uh, uh, I probably have it in my notes here. Maybe not. Uh, it's over in John chapter 15 in the, la, in the latter part. Let's turn over there. Y'all want to look at another scripture? Praise God. I just want to exhort you a little bit tonight to to get to know him better. Amen. I'll tell you what, because if we get if we start leaning in and getting to know him better when we're away from this place, watch out when we come together. Watch out when we come together. Um, So he's taught, you know, he says a lot of good things here in John chapter 15. He's saying, um, uh you know, to abide in him. And, and if you'll, if you love him, then, then you'll want to keep his commandments. And he says, I'm saying all this so that your joy remains full. Um, but over in verse 15, he says, no longer do I call you a servant for a servant. What does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father. I have made known to you, man. I bet the disciples were like, Ooh, Jesus just called me his friend. And he said, the reason I'm not calling you servants, see, they, they, the Jewish uh, 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 faith, you were a servant of God. That was, that was the highest and best was to be a servant. And, and thank God we still serve him. Amen. But he didn't call us to just be servants. He's called us to be friends. Why? Because f- servants don't know what, what's going on. Servants are just running around doing the master's bidding. When, when he says do this, they do that. There's no connection there. But see, the Lord, those who were once far off, he's brought us back close. And he said, I, I actually see you as a friend. It, the Bible says about Moses that, that God spoke to him face to face as a friend. And then Paul said, you know, that, that kind of thing, that was pretty cool. But that was the ministry of death. And that glory was passing away. You're under a better covenant with better promises, 
with a better relationship. Moses would envy your, your, your ability to have a relationship with the father. David would envy the one who, when the, when the, when the ark came back into, into the, the camp, he, he ripped off his, his, uh, bathrobe, came in from the rain, ripped off his bathrobe and danced before the Lord because, because the presence of the Lord, the ark of the covenant was back in the camp, not back in him, back in the camp. It was just around. It was just near. It was just close by. And he said, Woo, I'm going to dance with all my might and all my strength because, because the, the presence of the Lord is somewhere close by. It's in high Springs. Come on. What if we came to service and we were just shouting and praising God and giving glory because the, because God's presence was in high Springs. That's what he was dealing with. He was shouting and rejoicing because, because God was nearby somewhere close. And just even that, he knew that if he's even in the, in the camp, if he's just even in the county, uh, uh, the blessing begins to flow and the, and, and, and the grace, uh, the, uh, begins to operate. So David had some understanding, but he didn't have anything close to having the Holy Spirit to come to dwell on the inside of him. Glory to God. When he woke up in the middle of the night to speak a psalm out, he was tapping into something out here but when we wake up in the middle of the night and fear tries to grip us we don't have to look for something out here we lean into who's in here the the greater one and we're able to lean in glory to god and rest in the everlasting arms because he's right here with us and he's able to stir us and those psalms don't come from out here or spirit upon they come out from the inside and we begin to tap into the spirit and encourage ourselves from what's down on the inside the one who's there he's living living in us. He's dwelling in us. He's come to make his permanent home on the inside of us. And so it's an amazing thing to know that, that man, these guys had it, had it good, but they don't have it, have it anywhere close to what you got it. I said, they had it good, but they don't have it anywhere as close. Well, it doesn't feel that way. Well, I've got good news for you. I started this off with saying by faith, turn over to Hebrews chapter 11. Very familiar passage. I really thought this was going to be more teachy tonight, but but I, I got all stirred up. Zach started exhorting on giving, and it kind of got on me. <clears throat> um, over in uh, chapter eleven, very familiar for, verse. Well, let's start in um, verse five. It says, "By faith, Enoch." was taken away so they did not see, see death and was not found because God take, had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this t- testimony that he pleased God. Well, what was Enoch doing? If you know the story about Enoch, he was hanging out with the Lord. He was, by faith, doing something that he wasn't even really given access to, but he accessed something by faith that wasn't even for that season. Ooh. Don't make me preaching here tonight. I said he accessed something ahead of time. Oh, he accessed something ahead of time by faith, went ahead and got something. Glory to God. Jesus sort of said it like this. He said, when you pray, pray as it is in heaven, be here on earth. So Enoch was an Old Testament example. I wouldn't say a type or a shadow. (laughs) Uh, if you heard pastor a few weeks ago talking about types and shadows, 
I don't know what's a type or what's a shadow, so I just say an example. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Enoch was an example, and he, um, he walked with the Father before he was even really supposed to. Jesus hadn't come. He didn't have, have any guaranteed access, but by faith, he, and let's see what he did. Y'all want to see what he did? Something that, that is super simple. It says, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. And this is it. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And what? That he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Man, if the enemy ever wants to complicate faith, just go right to this verse. You can, you can have the testimony that you please God by doing two simple things. Believing that he is. Anybody believe he is? I don't think you're here tonight unless you believe he is. And then there's this other part that's really easy, really simple. Sometimes it's not easy because of our flesh, but it's really simple. I believe that he's a rewarder, so I'm going to diligently seek him. I, I guarantee you this. Any time of the day that you diligently seek him. I remember I worked at the gym. I opened up real early. We well, I had to get there about three 30 or so. So I was kind of opening it up and running it, getting it started in the morning. And I'd had my cleaning duties and, and things. And so how many, of you know, I'm a morning person, but waking up and having a real long quiet time before three 30 in the morning, wasn't happening. So I woke up and, and I, and I, I remember it cause I, when I took that position, you know, I felt led to go ahead and take that position you know, I felt a little guilty. The enemy ever made you feel guilty about a change in season? And, and, and it changed because I, I was getting up early and spending all that time with the Lord. Well, now I had about 10 minutes realistically before I left the house. And I, I remember one morning I was like, Lord, I'm sorry I only got 10 minutes this morning, you know. And I got down and sat down with my coffee and he said, never belittle the time that you spend with me. He said, I can do more in 10 minutes than you can in 10 years of effort. He said, so when you're with me, be with me. And he said, I'm with you, so take little moments when you can throughout the day. And it shifted something in me. I realized I don't just have to compartmentalize. The father don't want to be compartmentalized to your quiet time in the morning. He wants the quiet time. He wants the time spent. Uh, because that's, that's how you grow is taking time. I know sometimes we, we're in a fast-paced society and everything. And we want everything quick. You could, if you're going to get to know somebody, you've got to take some time. That's just a reality. If I want to get to know somebody, I got to go sit and have a cup of coffee or go out to eat or have them over to the house. You got to take time, right? So there are times, God wants that. But don't belittle the time that you have. That's a trap of the enemy because then you waste even the time you have belittling it and not expecting, not coming in faith. So I switched that. And I tell you what, I, I was having some powerful 10 minutes. I would go to my easy chair at 3, 3.30, you know, in the morning, sit down, and the presence of the Lord was waiting there for me. Like, he's waiting there. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, it kind of feels... No, his presence was there because I was expecting, all right, God, you're challenging me. I'm going to I'm gonna come in faith, and I'm going to have 10 minutes of power. I'd open up a scripture, and it would just be like, whoo, you know, leap off of the page. It was like highlighting. And I would leave there 3.30 in the morning, like, with a pep in my step, and it caused me to then... Throughout the day, I would, I would sneak away to the broom closet and just be like, I love you, Lord. And get the broom and whatever else I needed, come out of the closet, and 
Hey, that's a that's a scary statement. Uh, but get out of the broom closet and 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 continue my work and do what I needed to do. And and I'm telling you what, the presence of God began began to get very real to me throughout the day. He actually started training me to tune in all the time. And did you know I didn't have to like force encouraging people or reaching out to people. It just flowed out because I was already tuned in to what the Holy Spirit was doing. I was already, I just leaned in. I, I love you, Lord. I mean, I would be setting weights. I, we, we, we helped uh, the, uh, what time do we normally end over here? Uh, eight, oh, 9.45. All right. We got a, I got a long time. Um, uh, I would, I would help, you know, the older folks get their, their weights set on the, on the machine. And I would, I'd be putting in the weights and get a few ahead where no one's around. I'm just like, Lord, I love you. I'm grateful for this job. I'm thankful that you've, you've given me this job and that it's meeting my needs. And I would just talk to the Lord like you would a friend because he wants to be that to you. Um, let's, let's turn over to, um, uh, John chapter 17, verse three. This is a this is a really good one. They're all good, I know, Miss Iris, but give me a break, would you? <laughs> John chapter seventeen, verse three. It says, And this is eternal life to go to heaven. No, it doesn't say that. It says this is and this is Jesus uh, red letters, right? Okay, just making sure. And this is eternal life that they may know you. The only true God. Woo, come on. I don't know who's, who's been telling you who's God, but Jesus said he is the only true God. Hey, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So he's, he's, he's talking about the Father and he's talking about himself. He's saying, this is eternal life. Not that you get a t- ticket stamped, I believe in Jesus, I'm on my way to heaven. That's great, but that's not actually the purpose of eternal life. The purpose of eternal life and why Jesus came was to bring you back into fellowship and to knowing the Father for yourself, that you didn't have to know him through the blood of bulls and goats. You didn't have to approach through a priest any longer, but you could come boldly into the presence of the Lord on your own by the blood of the Lamb, hallelujah, sacrifice once and for all, and then that the Lord would be able to say hallelujah you have been made clean and righteous and in my sight I can actually move into you glory to God so I can go with you amen everywhere you go come on that changes work that changes witnessing that changes worshiping that changes banking that changes everything you do when you become uh, aware and 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 uh, uh, become have the revelation that he's living on the inside of you not just as a glorified hitchhiker you know, Jesus isn't a, uh, a leech. The Holy Spirit isn't a leech that you picked up in a river somewhere. I got baptized and I came up with the Holy Spirit. He's a leech. You know, he descended on Jesus like a dove. He attached to me like a leech. That's not scriptural. Jesus sent his spirit to move on the inside of you, not as a glorified hitchhiker, not as someone to suck you dry, but to become a river of life to you, a well of salvation that's just bubbling up. It's not just a feeling. He's a, he is the Holy Spirit. It's not just a, ooh, ha, I got a little mm in, the, in my spirit during worship. No, that is the Holy Spirit. And he wants to know you. Come on, husbands and wives. Y'all know you start to get to know each other after a little while. 
You know, I had a covenant right to know Rachel fully the day we said I do. But how you know, 21 years later, I know her a little bit better than I did way back then in the Red Brick Church. I know her better. I, I understand her better, I think. Um, my, by faith, I know her better. Amen. My dad gave me this uh, piece of wisdom. He said, women are like an ever-evolving puzzle. As soon as you think you got all the pieces figured out, a season changes and they shift. And you got to refigure them all out. I was like, oh, it's kind of like the wheel within the wheel type thing, you know. My watch is talking to me. Hallelujah. Um, So, but I know her better. You know, if we're at a, a fellowship... Or at a, a hangout, mainly a lot of times at her family get-togethers. You know, we'll go to the family get-togethers on her side. And she doesn't even have to say a word, and I know when she's ready to go. Little movement of the eyes. And I know if that movement of the eyes is like, okay, I've had enough, let's go. I know if it's a movement of the eyes like, hey, we have a date later on, let's go. I can tell just by the way she moves her eyes what, what her intention is. Even afterwards, anybody know your, know your spouse that way? Like I know for my, for my dad, when he was ready to get out of, out somewhere and y'all, I'm going to tell on his cues, he'll go over to my mom and give her a little tap and a rub on the back. He doesn't have to say, you know what? I'm ready to go. I've had enough. He just gives her a little tap on the back. And that, is that right? That's her cue. Go ahead and cut the conversations off. It's time to start heading out. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit wants, wants to fellowship with us and know us that real, where he can just give you a little, a little nudge, a little prompting, a little, come on, the, 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 the prophet was out, I think it was, it was Elijah or Elisha, whichever one that thought everyone was, uh, he was the last one, I can't remember, um, who was it? Elijah. And he's out on the rock and he's like, Lord, I'm the only one left. If you think that, you're usually in pride, so... Just forget that. Lord's like, no, you're not. Get over yourself. But he comes out and he's looking for God to speak. And there's lightning crashes. And, and, and then there's shaking. And, and the Bible says he wasn't in the lightning. He wasn't in the shaking. He wasn't in the wind. But then all of a sudden he comes out and there's a still small voice. Come on, sometimes we want something big and exciting, but the Lord's an intimate Lord. He's an intimate God. He's an intimate Father. He sent His Spirit to dwell inside of you, not so He would have to shake the mountain to get your attention. Come on, if if your if your spouse is having to shake the mountain to get your attention, you're in trouble, right? You're in trouble. You've not been paying attention. You've probably not been doing what she's she's asked, right? Uh, But the Father's not looking to shake the mountain. Uh, He will do that sometimes to get to get the attention of a people group or things, but he wants to just be able to nudge you and say, hey, let's go over here today. Hey, talk to this worker today. Hey, go ahead and, and, and do this, this special project today. Hey, I've got an idea for, for such and such that's going to bless them. Hey, why don't you pray in the spirit a little bit before you get to service? I think he's been nudging that one a little bit. <laughs> and, and you get used to hearing those promptings and he doesn't even have to, like, do anything major. He can just kind of give you that look. Because he's wanting to be that kind of close covenant friend, that close covenant partner with you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word because it brings light. Father, I thank you for encouraging us. Lord, we just uh, examine ourselves right here in this moment and say, 
if we've not been using our faith to the degree that you would like us to, Lord, speak to us, stir us, encourage us. Uh, Thank you for grace even right now for us to just stir ourselves up to use our faith when it comes to our relationship with you. That we'll expect nudges. We'll expect leadings. We'll expect fellowship. You're not just trying to lead us around like, like a, a drill sergeant. You want relationship. You want loving uh, uh, encounters with us. And so, Lord, we just say, encourage us, show us, reveal to us what we need, need to see, what we need to hear. We thank you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that the eyes of our understanding are flooded with light. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for it. Let's just thank him in advance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for helping us that the Holy Spirit is helping us know you better. Hallelujah. Father, we know we're at the right hand, but we want to experience that reality in our day-to-day lives. We're not satisfied with just being there positionally and not experiencing it uh, on a daily basis. Father, so we just ask, and we know, Lord, you said if we'd ask anything according to your will that you hear us, and that if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the things that we've asked for. So we can just simply and faith say lord thank you for revealing yourself in a greater measure thank you holy spirit for for helping us to know the father thank you for taking the things that are the lord's and declaring them to us like your word says and father will not be hard to hear will be sensitive and open and easy to move in the name of jesus amen 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 i just want to encourage you if if uh if you'd like a challenge Take uh, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, and, and declare that Ephesians 1, 17 over yourself. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 has, has the same thing that we would, kn- basically, that we would know the love of God and know the, the height and the width and the length and the depth. And just declare, I know you, Lord. I say this over myself. I know you. I hear you. I see you. I follow you. I'll always be right in the middle of your will for my life. I declare that because I believe it. I'm not declaring it because I want something new to happen. I'm declaring it because I believe that's what the reality is, and I want to experience it. So I just want to challenge you tonight. Amen. Stir yourself up. Go after relationship with him. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.